0: You're listening to Gateway to Dreams. I'm your host, Teresa Ward, and on this episode, Jennifer and I will be interpreting a dream live for Katie Posey. She's going to share her uh, dream about saving Jewish children from the Nazis. You're going to be interested to find out what it really means. Stay tuned.
1: Have you ever had a dream that left you excited, confused, or even afraid? Do you wonder where dreams come from, or what to do about them? Welcome to Gateway to Dreams, where we explore and simplify dreams, God's way, in three simple steps, with author and international speaker, Teresa Ward. Teresa will not only help you interpret your own dreams, but she'll also show you how learning to interpret will help you recognize how God is speaking to you all the time. Get ready to be encouraged. Now, here to diagnose your dream. Your host and dream doctor, Teresa Ward.
0: So let's welcome my Dream Jedi co-host, Jennifer Stapleton, back to the show. Hey, Jennifer, how
2: are you? I'm great. It's, it's 104 degrees. Oh, uh, my work. God. It's hot here. I don't so, know. How, it's about 100 here. I'm I'm sweaty, but other than that, I'm functional. So, well, you know, it's a good thing. This is a phone call. Yeah, this <laughs> this is very true. You're glad we're separated by a couple thousand yeah, miles. Right. Yeah, it's a good thing for sure. That's awesome. So what's well, going on? Praise, uh, I don't know. I was just gonna say, praise the Lord for um, air conditioning. Um, what what is going on? I had a nice restful weekend. I read a lot. I slept in late. I feel like it's the best weekend anybody could ask for. So I'm excited about that. And then I've got a busy weekend week coming up and we're doing this podcast today which i'm excited about um, what'd you read so this good
0: what are you reading right now
2: what am i reading right now um that is an excellent question I read this book. I, I do a book club. It's not a Christian book club, but the book we read is called Complications. Wow. It was written by a surgeon and it was kind of an insider's view of surgery and how we treat patients and decisions that surgeons wrestle with. It was really wow. fantastic. A lot of like ethics and morality and just um, wrestling with our healthcare system. Wow. It was That'll- it was it was pretty deep. So I'm gonna discuss that in a couple weeks. With a bunch of other ladies. In fact, um, the person, there's going to be another person joining us in a moment. And she is actually a member of my book club. And she's had a dream she would like for us to interpret.
0: That's exciting. So,
2: yeah. So, her name's Katie Posey. Um, She's mentioned the two dreams to me briefly. But I haven't heard any of the details. And just as a full disclosure, like Katie's my friend. So, I know some things that are going on in her life. But you don't know her at all, and you not don't know anything about her. So going into our dream interpretation, um, just so that our listeners know, I kind of know her a little bit, and you don't know her at all. So I think it'll be interesting to see yeah. um, what and we'll, happens. We'll shake things up a little, see what happens.
0: Yeah, and as I want to just always say, uh, because we're just getting new doing this, um, we're not entitled to an interpretation, we'll probably get mm-hmm. one, but... The reason we want to do this kind of live and raw without talking to the dreamer first about it is so that it is natural and so you can see, you know, and give you confidence, those listeners, you know, that you don't have to have all the answers and you may not get to an interpretation. It's okay. I mean, it's the Holy Spirit's job to lead them into truth and you can just help them brainstorm on what things might mean for them. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, we'll introduce you to her.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Let me me add her to the call here and uh, we'll see. See if she picks up right away the mysteries of Skype in action.
0: (laughs) I know, Yeah, and don't while she's getting Katie... It's working. Is it? Okay.
2: It says it's calling. Okay. Hi, Hi, Katie. Hey, Katie. Hi.
0: I'm so excited you're on the show. Sorry I I interrupted you, Jennifer.
2: That's all right. I'm doing fine. How are you guys doing? Good, good. We were just talking about what it's like to interpret a dream live when we don't know what's coming. I know that's what should
3: be interesting.
2: (laughs) It should be interesting. (laughs) Well, did you, did you choose a dream for us? I did.
3: I chose a dream. It's fairly short, but it's one I've really been wondering about.
2: Okay, cool.
3: So, um, do you want me to go ahead and begin? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, I dreamed I was in Paris And I was helping Jewish children escape the city during World War II. So I knew it was World War II in the dream. Um, We had to be really careful and take specific routes through the city to avoid the Nazis. And I say we because I felt like I was part of a big team. But it was very clear what we were doing. And um, that's kind of, that's the dream. Awesome. That's cool. Yeah.
0: So I know that you and Jennifer know each other. I don't know you, so you probably haven't heard how I do dream interpretation yet. So for Why? for our listeners, um, I just kind of want to walk you through three simple steps and see if they work. They may or may not. Um, let's okay. see how this goes for you. Um, the okay. first thing I ask people to do, I use an acronym, Katie, called T T E A, and it's titles, okay. emotions, actions. And so the first thing I ask people to do, and I'm sure Jennifer does the same thing because I've known her long enough to know she does this, <laughs> uh, true is, I do. we ask you to give us two or three titles for the dream as though it were a book or a movie that would tell people what it's about. So can okay. you think of like two or three titles you would name this if this were a book?
3: Yes. Um, I suppose one of them would be Saving... Jewish Children from the Nazis. I mean, I'm not gonna be too creative. I'm gonna just Right. Be, no, that's you know, a great title. Simple. Okay, good. And then you want me to come up with an So that's the first one, Saving Jewish Children from the Nazis. Um, let's see.
0: What were your Una- emotions yeah. in the dream?
3: Sorry. No, you're no problem. You know, um, as I think about it, I felt like there was I definitely think there was some fear and anxiety or at least kind of definitely some adrenaline because knowing that the threat and what what the consequences would be if we weren't able to escape, if we weren't able to help get these children out. Okay. So yeah, yeah, that's what I would say about that. So
0: when I, one of the things that I do um, is I ask people when they're titling, one of the titles include the emotions. And so how you do okay. that is start with like fear or anxiety or adrenaline okay. and finish the sentence. Adrenaline about, fear about, you know, something like that. Can you give me a, a title with the yeah. emotion in it?
3: Um, let's see. Um, anxiety about saving the Jewish children. Great.
0: And are there any other titles you would give it?
3: I guess. Let me think. Um, you know, so. now that I think about it, it was it was definitely. Did I say that it was night? No. I don't think okay. I I'm as I'm as I because I wrote this dream down. But as I'm talking about it, I'm remembering that it definitely was taking place at night. Um, let's see. So I might say um, the fear of escaping Paris. Uh, the fear, yeah. I'm, I don't know because now it's going to be a long, a long title. The fear of escaping the Nazis in Paris, something That's like great. that, maybe. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, or even a title with the word the one of the words that you mentioned that stands out to me. I don't know about you, Jennifer, but um, is mm-hmm. consequences, you know, fear of the consequences yeah. or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so we do titles, emotions, and the actions are in some of your titles already, you know, saving yeah, people, that's, that's right. an action. Um, and uh, how do you usually go from here, Jennifer? Uh,
2: well, I, I know Katie pretty well. So this, the, so this is where it's definitely going to help me. Um, if this was somebody that I didn't know, I would ask the question that I kind of already know the answer to, but mm-hmm. I would say, um, what do Jewish children mean to you? What do the Nazis mean to you? Does, you know, World War Two? Right. you know, yeah. uh, um, and I, I kind of know the answer to those a little bit because it's gonna—it's it's definitely gonna um, be important to the interpretation of the dream. But I only know that because I know Katie. But even if I didn't, right, that would right. be my next question. Yeah. So, yeah. Katie, Jewish children. Yeah. Well, what do I they would mean s- to you?
3: Yeah, I mean, I would say that um, they mean. I mean, I researched the Holocaust, and I. Um, some of my work is in the field of Holocaust education. So I suppose they're of interest to me like historically in world war two, but also even like Jewish children today, because thinking about educating people about the Holocaust, one of the reasons why I do that is so that we don't have a repeat of the Holocaust today so that Jewish children are safe today. So I suppose they, they kind of mean those that Mm -hmm. in those two different ways
0: yeah and one of the oh, yeah. teaching points um, that I want to just point out, I teach as I go, and I apologize if it sounds like I'm rude or interrupting all the time. this is just how my brain works. But um, yeah, one of the things I want to point out to the listeners is it may not be in her case today, but sometimes, you know, dreams, oftentimes actually, dreams will have multiple levels of interpretation. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. there might be a literal interpretation of literal things that are going on in her life. Mm-hmm. And then there might be a sim- spiritual level where it could be metaphor for something else. And so yeah. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if this d- dream didn't have at least two levels of interpretation because I'm seeing a couple things. Yeah. Okay. And so let's just kind of walk, walk through this. What would you do next, Jen?
2: Well, I would be cur- How long ago did you have the dream? That's, this I, I dream um, is dated September 13th, 2018. Okay. Okay. So last year, yeah, where, where were you last September? So let's see. Um, last
3: September, um, on the 13th, I would have just arrived in Northern California after a road trip across the country.
2: Oh, wow. Okay.
3: Yeah. So it must have been within a few days of arriving that I had that dream.
2: Okay, and you just had like a big life change. That was when yes, you had left Boston, and then we're coming back to Northern yeah. California. Yeah, so you had you had changed your job and your church. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: there's lots of details in the dream, But what I try to show people is that if you can get effective titling, you can usually get to the basics, the very gist of the dream. And so sometimes you have to interpret the title because sometimes the title has metaphor or symbols in it. But if if I were just looking at the titles, and can you tell me what the first
3: title again was? Um anxiety about saving children from the Nazis.
0: Okay, so here's the first question I would ask is, do you feel like that anywhere in life when you had the dream? At the time you had the dream, did you have anxiety in your life that you Um, remember? This is the hard part about doing older dreams is you can't, sometimes you don't remember. Well,
3: I I would say yes, because... Um, a lot of things in my life were up in the air at that time. I didn't know where I was going to be working. My stuff was in storage. I didn't know how long I'd have to live in that particular place I was moving to. So I would say there was some anxiety about those things.
0: Okay. And then what was the next title?
3: The next title was, okay, I didn't write that down. Um, let's see. I think it was something fear, um, while, being Paris mm-hmm. yeah, from
0: the know, Nazis, something like yeah. that.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. So what, um, so then we would have to know what does Paris mean to you? Is it, you know, it could mean a lot of different things, but does Paris mean something specific to you? When you think of Paris, what do you think of?
3: Well, um, I, when I think of Paris, I think of one of my favorite places to visit and it's a place I've been to a lot, mm-hmm. so I do mm-hmm. feel co- very comfortable going traveling there by myself. Okay, um, yeah. So it's a very positive place,
0: right? And so you were, um, okay. And it's also the city of light and the city of love, <laughs>
1: you know. Yeah, so it could represent
0: right. those things as well. Um, yeah. and so I would say, you know, if you the next thing I usually do with a dreamer is, you know, were you coming from a great place? Because Paris would, re- if it were symbolic. And mm-hmm. it represented a place you love, like a, a place in your life that was great. And then you left that yeah. place, you know, and had a lot of anxiety. Is there were, was that going on in your life at the time where you were
2: changing,
0: you know, yeah. a major I've- change?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I've been I've been quiet because I know exactly what was going on in her life at <laughs> oh, the time, yeah. right? But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely would say that that was ha-
3: that yeah. there was a part of that happening. Yes.
0: Okay. And it could have even and maybe not for you, but I teach as I go. So okay. for somebody else, if somebody else was having this dream, it might even be like leaving a love interest or something because because right. Paris represents the city of love it could be that it's right. the the city of light also um and so you know it could be that light represents truth and you're moving out of you know where you need more understanding about an area of your life it could yeah. be that metaphor it could be all the above it could be none of the above <laughs> i mean you right. know this is what we do we just brainstorm and the holy spirit makes it fit like you the dreamer will yeah. know what fits and what doesn't fit and That's- so
2: Right. That's good. Yeah. Right. And well, and I'm going to step in here because knowing Great. Katie, I think definitely helps with this at this point. Because it, in a lot of ways, it's in, it's easier interpreting dreams for people that you know a little bit because yeah. it, it helps you. Put, but I know that you really loved where you were living before and that yeah. you had kind of a traumatic situation and was were forced to leave yes. fairly quickly. And you were very happy with a lot of yes. the things that you were doing. And so... Yeah, I would hazard a guess, not having heard this dream before ever that mm-hmm. I can recall, that Paris was home in the dream, yeah, and it was right. leaving home. You know, you were oh. leaving home, and you were anxious. And I would also guess that um, you, you know, you love to study the Holocaust and Jewish children as a part of you. Yeah. I would, I would maybe feel say that you are the Jewish children. In the dream. Okay, right. Yeah, that need to okay. be, that need to be taken care of, that need to be looked after, that you're just worried about providing for them. I think, so you were kind of yeah, like looking on good. yourself. Right. Thinking, right. gosh, you know, I need to keep me safe. Gosh, I need to make sure yes. I get taken care of and get out of this bad situation. And the bad yeah. situation
0: um, could, the Holocaust could represent the bad situation.
2: Right. No. Right. yeah,
0: That's good. That's good. You know, because it's persecution. And so right. it could be that mm. you were in a place of persecution in an area of your life that, you, and you were concerned right. about how to get out of it and, you know, right. um, and, and where to go. And I also want to um, – I'm so glad, Jennifer, that you brought up the – it could, could be her because I actually had a dream last week and God reminded me. And I already know this, but mm. I think he was just gracious in helping me interpret the dreams I had that night. And, um, you know, he reminded me uh, – other people in the dream are often the dreamer and sometimes everybody in the dream yeah. is the dreamer. So you want to wow. always look, I always look at me first. Like if this yeah. is, it, if everybody in the dream is me, what would it mean? You know, like, yeah, so. that's
2: good. That's really good. Yeah. I think that's a great dream. I'm so glad that you chose that one. Did you realize that that dream was a representation of what was going on with you at the time? You know, I did not even think about that at all. I
3: kind of, um, I almost just put, I mean, I, I typed it up, which means that I must have felt something significant on it, which is good. But yeah, at the time, I think I thought, well, you know, I read a lot of Holocaust books and I'm you know, studying the Holocaust a lot and in, in developing curriculum. So this is just me like having seen mm-hmm. one of the recent films or books and right. that's just influencing my dreaming. But actually there was a lot more going on.
0: Yeah. And so right. one of the things I love to just, Jennifer and I have talked about this before, I think even on a previous episode, but, um, you know, God uses what you know to explain what you don't understand. Mm -hmm. You know, he uses what you understand to explain what you don't. So he'll often use, I, I hear people say this all the time, I just dream about work because I work all the time. Or I just dream about the movie because I just watched the movie last night. When in actuality, God is using what you know to explain something on a metaphorical level, because Jesus only spoke in parables to the unbeliever, you know, and he he used parabolic speech to explain something, you know, right. he used something that they knew to explain a spiritual principle maybe they didn't know, or, a, you know, right. whatever, and... So, you know, we think that we dream about things because that just happened in our life or whatever, when in actuality, it, it's being used because it's fresh on your mind, and God knows you know this thing, or your spirit knows, or your conscience mm-hmm. knows, right. and it's being applied in another manner. It's a
2: type of yeah, shadow. Yeah,
3: I, I recognize that. That's really good. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's, that's very cool. Something that you're so familiar with. But it was actually, you yes. know, thinking it was, it was about there an- was a
3: lot more going mm-hmm. on. There's a lot more going on.
2: Yeah.
0: So let's wrap this dream up in a yeah. nice, pretty package. And Jennifer, yeah. you're better at this than I am. So, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, So you know, we do, I do dig into the details. And sometimes I forget to come back and wrap it up and put it in a succinct. And I used to, you know, I was trained to do that. So I know how to do that. But like, uh, we need to just reiterate the dream means this in like one or two sentences. And so you want to give it the first shot, Jen? Jennifer?
2: Absolutely. Well, this is my specialty. So let's hope, let's hope that I can <laughs> I can pull this out, you know, on the air. Mm-hmm. Kitty, I'd say that this dream is a representation of what you were experiencing at the time you had the dream that you had anxiety about leaving a place that you loved. You were worried about the provision. And the dream was using what you know and what you felt comfortable with to put you in a situation to be a metaphor for what you were experiencing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, as I said on a previous. Uh, podcast episode, Jennifer, you know, I vomit up all the details, and Jennifer <laughs> puts it in a beautiful little package and puts a bow on
3: it. <laughs> yeah, that's good.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. So yeah, I would just say that, um, and I would say it's some very similar to Jennifer, just that I think that your dream reveals that you came from a place that um you really loved and mm-hmm. and was moved into an uncomfortable place where you know there was some mm-hmm. fear and anxiety involved and, mm-hmm. and it could be that general i mean you know the dreamer is yeah. going to know what it's about and again i'm teaching for those of you who are interpreting other people's dreams you don't have to be real specific Mm-mm. the dreamer is going to know what was pleasant and what was uncomfortable you don't even have to know those details you know yeah and they, they may or may not want to share those with you right and that's okay too and god gives right. you know covers them and doesn't uh you know make them feel too vulnerable or shame yeah.
3: or
2: anything yeah. right so well katie thank you so much yeah, for being well, available thank you so
3: much for this this was what really a helpful to meet you. and really good yeah nice meeting you too teresa and yeah thank you again both of you for listening and giving me the opportunity to share that dream hope yeah, to have you on in the absolutely. future absolutely that sounds wonderful i'd love that great all right okay.
0: katie
2: Take
0: you later. All sweet right. dreams. Okay. Bye. 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 Wow, we got uh, through that one. That was a pretty nice short. You know, when they tell tell us their short dreams, especially when they're Christians, <laughs> they're never short. <laughs> no, so, no. Um, I was glad it, it really was short. <laughs> it really, so, yeah, it
2: really was short. And yeah. I think what was neat is that she had absolutely no idea that that dream was a reflection, right, of her situation at the time. And as you know. So many people have dreams that are what they're experiencing right that second. Right. And and they think, oh, it's because it's about something they're studying or something right. they watched on TV or or something they, um, they miss what the dream was all about. And so anyway, so that was yeah. really exciting to be able to give her that and let her know that God was speaking to her and showing her that he was with her.
0: Yeah. And since we're talking about this, I think it's really important. We haven't done an episode on dream journaling yet, but uh, it's really important that you write your dreams down. But also, Mm -hmm. I know for me personally, and, and chime in with what you've learned over the years, but... I have to write down the date. I have to write down what's going on in my life. Like I usually do two or three bullet points of what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, had this issue at work or had this issue with this person or was praying about this or, you know, so that I can maybe, most dreams are about what's going on right now in our life. And so right. if I don't jot it down now and I don't look at it for six months, I won't remember what was going on in my life. And so no. I always Mm-mm. put the the date I, I give it three titles, three emotions, couple actions. And then I was it negative, positive, or neutral? Because you know, if you wait to look at it for six months a year, you're not gonna remember. Was it did it feel great? Did it, was it scary? Like some dreams I don't remember and I didn't write it down. And so I don't know what context to put right. it in. Right.
2: You know? Yeah. And you're you're very great at that. I and and so detailed, I'm not as conscientious about that. I do keep a notebook in my nightstand that I do um, write a lot of my dreams down in. Um, and I, I usually will just write the date and the title, but I don't dream quite as much as you do. Um, I think if I did dream more, I probably would need to write down more details. Exactly. In, and in, in order to be able to. So, for, yeah, you're the, the regularity of your dreams. Although, if you're just starting recording your dreams, I think more is better. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Because, you know, you, you have so much to think about when you're putting it all together that it, the more mm-hmm. information, the better.
2: And you do, I mean, just the act of writing it down helps yeah. you remember it better. If I haven't written it down, I'm a lot more likely to just totally forget it. If, but if I make the time to write it down, even if I don't go back and read it, I'm more likely to remember it um, and ponder over it and think about the interpretation.
0: Yeah. And, the, you know, they're There really is something to be said about writing it down, because God says, I think it's Daniel 7-1, he says, you know, write the vision down. Oh, no, that's Mm -hmm. Habakkuk. But he also told Daniel in 7, Daniel 7-1 to write it down. And then in Habakkuk, I think he also says, write the vision down and make it plain on tablets. I can't remember which one is which, I'm uh, not thinking straight right now, but there are a couple places in Scripture where he says, write it down, it's important. And I always felt like, what happens for me, and I know it's happened to you too, is when you start writing, I mean, it pulls more forth. You remember more, and you also sometimes will choose a different word to write than you're thinking. And that that is like an aha moment. That's mm-hmm. like the Holy Spirit showing you something. Because I had a dream years ago, and God said, one word can unlock the entire dream. And yeah, it's just it's like Scripture. True. One word can unlock yeah. Scripture. Like if you're reading a passage, and there's a word that's repeated, 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 that's the word that will unlock it. Or... It's a word that stands out that's, like, why would you use that word? Like, it's sticking out like a sore thumb, and that's the one that unlocks it.
2: Um, or it's just one that catches your attention. You're like,
0: why did they say that, you know?
2: And so— This um, is very true. Just as far as um, writing things down, uh, Jeremiah 30. Yeah. Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, write, all the, write in a book all the words that I have spoken to you. Um,
0: and God loves when books. John.
2: Yeah, when John receives the revelation in Revelations chapter one, therefore write the things that you have seen. So um, it's in there at least. And those are just a couple at well, the top. Well, the whole Bible that, was
0: written. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a
2: lot of visions and dreams written down in the Bible. Yeah, yeah. so it's itself. It's a yeah, about a third uh-huh. of the
0: Bible is dreams and visions.
2: Yeah, entire so entire books quite, are visions.
0: So quite quite a bit.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: So I think it's important to write it down, put the date, like context. How did it feel? Um, Titles, uh, top emotions help you with like, how did it feel? Um, Anything else you would say?
2: No, I mean, I think those are definitely the highlights. Um, Things that, I mean, I I always think about colors that stand out. I do think about, yeah, yeah, well, what you feel like is the hinge of the dream or the most important thing that stands out to you. Right uh-huh. in the whole dream, because sometimes it's something odd that you talked about before. That's kind of the key to the whole dream.
0: Uh, yeah, and so, so you know, and we haven't discussed this yet about where dreams come from. But one of the ways you you figure out where dream if if a dream is from the Lord, um, this is a much deeper topic for future reference. But one of the ways is the some of the symbols in your dream there will be scripture for so like this is mm-hmm. a very basic example but if there's a mountain in your dream you know you can do a google search on one of the bible i use blue letter bible uh okay. .org or bible gateway or bible hub or bible study tools there's a bunch of them and you can look up like search for the word mountain it will give you every scripture with the word mountain in it
3: mm-hmm. and
0: then you know if you read through those, sometimes it is exactly what you saw in your dream, and sometimes it just will hit your spirit that this is the scripture for this dream because it's it's hitting the same message. Yeah. You know, and so it's it's important to write as many details down as possible and look at the symbols. But
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, well, this
2: was awesome. It is. It worked. Yeah, absolutely. Did you have so. anything? No. Yeah, I don't have anything else. I'm. Uh, I haven't had any. I'm trying to think. I Haven't really had any dreams a whole lately. This morning, I remembered a snatch of a dream. Maybe you could interpret that for me on the fly. It was something I would normally call you about, and we could talk about. Um, it was just kind of weird. It's just a weird little. For me. It means God I, loves you with an everlasting life. I know. That, <laughs> God loves me. Yes, absolutely. Because I'm super weird yeah. like that. So yeah. it was right before I woke up. Okay. I barely remembered it. You know how you're kind mm-hmm. of on the cusp. Right. And I just, like, it slipped away from me. And then I, I was like, oh, it's just dreaming. And it came back. So that's unusual for me because I don't dream very often. But um And I can't say that I felt anything particularly strong, about, strongly about this dream. And the only thing that makes it weird is that I actually remembered it. But. The dream was i remember being in a car like a minivan with my aunt my aunt cindy and my brother and my sister were there with me and we were driving to a school i think it was a private school i thought about when i woke up and we were there to pick up my cousin who i think was at recess we get out of the car we go in the door and it's a mostly empty classroom because school is out. And there's a few kids and parents sitting at desks just kind of like wrapping things up and getting their drawings for the day or schoolwork for the day. And, um, and I knew my cousin wasn't in this room, but that um, she was possibly, you know, I thought she was at recess somewhere else in the school. And that was the entire dream. That was all I remember <laughs> when I woke up. You know, yeah. you know the drill, baby. Titles. I know the drill. So <laughs> titles, titles would be uh, along for the ride. Okay. Picking up cousin at school. Okay. Unexpected family time.
0: Oh, well, that's a good one.
2: Yeah, so that one just know, when, came from nowhere. I'm you just had that it. this morning. Just this morning, yeah. Wow.
0: I was going to say, because you just spent time with your brother, that was kind of unexpected last night.
2: That's true. That's very true. Um, and my uh, my Aunt Cindy, um, I actually saw earlier this year, and I hadn't seen her in about 10 years.
0: I was going to ask you what so, she represents to you, and I don't have my name book in front of me. I use a name book uh, by Dorothy Astoria, and it's uh, called The Baby Name Book, but I like her book because... She's a Christian and she gives scripture with each name. So sometimes it's the meaning of the name that has, you know, significance. Sometimes it is the scripture attached to the name, but most of the time it's just what that person represents to you. So.
2: Yeah, what does she represent to me? What are the first um, three
0: things you think of? When, you, when you're when you interpreting people, the first place I go is what do they represent to me personally? What do I think of? When I think of them, do I think they're amazing, they're nice, they're loving? Do I think they're a gossip? Do I think, oh, she's beautiful? Do I think I, I like spending time with her? I don't like spending, you know? So it's whatever. And you have to be careful because your family might listen to Right, this. right, um, right. But… Um, this is true.
2: Yeah. I… Honestly, I think of a mom. Okay, great. Like that's prob that's probably what I would think of the most. As mm-hmm. she's she's familiar. Like I grew up visiting her on vacation. So my mom's side of the family feels very comfortable. Okay. So she's represent so, comfortable, yeah. Yeah. So she feels comfortable, relatable, family, and, and a mom. Like I feel like she's a mom kinda kinda lady.
0: Okay. So I, you know how I do this. So I just mm-hmm. want to walk people through. So get, get, so give me the titles again. The titles again were, oh, I gosh. didn't write them down. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah. No, I didn't write them down either. Um, so the last one along was for the unexpected ride. family time, yeah. along for the ride, and like picking, I mean, I, this wasn't the one before, just picking someone up from school or picking someone okay. up.
0: Okay, so what? What I ha- this is how I do it. You guys don't have to do it the way that I do it, um, but this is how I I figure it out. And so I just walk somebody through the dream. I let them say it once or twice because they usually remember more the more they talk about it. And this is true. yeah, just like what happened with um, uh, with our guest. And so. Um, because remember, she didn't know it was night. She didn't say it was night the first time. So, mm-hmm. it's you know, true. You, you remember as you're walking through it visually, your brain remembers more. You know, mm-hmm. so, um, so I want you to walk me through it. But there's a lot of symbols that have a lot of easy, you know, uh, go-to interpretations, and then it'll just kind of pull itself together usually. So yeah.
2: So okay. start
0: again, and I'll interrupt you this time along the way, and we'll talk about each symbol. Sure.
2: Um, I was in a minivan with okay. my aunt Cindy, and okay. now go ahead. Now I'm going to add that I was in the front passenger seat, oh, and my okay. siblings were in the back.
0: Okay. So this is loaded. <laughs> okay. So I tell people I'm not really a dream interpreter. I'm a dream brainstormer. Like I I brainstorm, I'm a professional brainstormer. So I'm just going to give you a bunch of options and you're going to, it'll, it'll, you'll see how it usually comes together on its own. But, um, for those of you who are listening. Jen knows how this works. Jennifer knows I how this I
2: do. We've done this a thousand times already. <laughs> I know, right? I know what but, I'm in for.
0: <laughs> so a minivan. So cars can represent a lot of things. They are not always ministry. That is a dream myth. But it can be ministry. And and Jennifer is involved in some ministries, so several. So, But why it means, it, a van can also represent a family. It can represent a job. It can represent a lot of things. And what you want to look at is that the van holds... Holds a lot of people. It doesn't hold just three or four people, you know, like a mm-hmm. car would. A van is right. a little bit bigger, right? So it's usually something bigger than yourself. It's usually something slightly bigger than yourself, like a van would be slightly bigger than a car. And so I would look at ministries, jobs, uh, families, you know, things like that. Now, um, being in the passenger seat means you're not in the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. You are along for the ride. Somebody else is making the decisions. Being in the driver's seat is somebody who's making the decisions, and so you are in something. We don't know what it is yet, but you're in something where you are. Uh, you have a you're have an upfront position, right? You're in the front.
2: Sure, right? I was definitely in the front. Yeah,
0: but you aren't the one being able to make the decisions, or you're choosing not to, or whatever. Um, so. Uh, But it has to do with family. So this might have to do with your literal family. It might have to do with your spiritual family. Because you and I both know that family sometimes represents spiritual family. Sometimes your brothers or sisters in dreams are your sisters and brothers in Christ.
2: I think this one is spiritual family.
0: Yeah, it might be. And that would fit with the van being a ministry. I just, you know. Yeah, I think the van is ministry for me.
2: Yeah, no. yeah, And so. As as the dreamer, I'm going to kind of. I'm, you glad. know, help yeah. us on the right path and say, yeah, I think it's a ministry, and that I think it's, um, it's a spiritual family, yeah, or people that are working together in a right. ministry,
0: yeah, and that sounds right. And then, um, somebody else is in charge, somebody else is driving the van, right?
2: I am not the leader of this right. ministry,
0: but you might be like a co-leader or something because you're in the passenger seat,
1: you're
0: mm. not in the back seat. Everybody True. else is in the back seat. <laughs> you know it could be that yeah. people and and i just teach as i go it doesn't necessarily have to do with this dream but sometimes sitting in the back seat means somebody who's taking a back seat to something like not taking charge or not taking initiative right right being involved or you know whatever uh again it doesn't have to do maybe with this dream but i i just teach as i go so yeah so this then case, what? everyone
2: everyone yeah. was very happy to be where they were oh, that's i awesome. mean there was yeah. no no discontentment so yeah i think okay. i would I would i would say i felt like things were positioned well because everybody's there was okay. nobody that was unhappy with their placement
0: and in cindy, the dream yeah and cindy represents like a mom thing you said and moms a lot of times not always um but a lot of times represents the church mm-hmm. you know because the moon you know the there's dreams in the bible joseph's dream and you know Anyway, the, the the mother, mother's children, spiritual children. And so so sometimes mothers can represent the church because they're supposed to be raising up spiritual children, mm-hmm. right? So it, that may or may not fit. I'm just teaching as I go. So, So take yeah. us from there.
2: So we get out of the car because we arrive at the mm-hmm. school, and I had thought in the morning— when I was thinking over the dream for the first time, that it seemed like a private school.
0: Okay. So that, you know, would speak of, uh, first of all, school means a place of learning. So it's, mm-hmm. did you know what grade or was it no. elementary, middle school, high school? Did you know?
2: I guess it would I mean, based, on, not in the dream, but based on the fact that there were, like desks with kids that were drawing the kids were younger but we were all our own age in the dream i was my own age um
0: i would still say that this has something to do with maybe i mean again brainstorming it could be you know like a ministry that has is involved excuse me a ministry that's involved with children like a children's ministry i don't think that's this for you, but it could be, or it spiritual be. children.
2: In or, this case, I th- I'm going to guess. Well, because my <laughs> own I know my own life. Um, and if <clears> it <throat> was, a, it's a new ministry. Okay, or a young, a, a young ministry, uh-huh. and a I was young gonna, ministry. I was yeah.
0: going to go there. It could be like a, a maturity level. Uh, so when you look at ages and dreams, it could be, you know, the level of spiritual maturity, and so, um, or the level of the, you know, like you said, the length that something has been going on, but it's also elementary age. And so I would say, uh, school is learning. And if it's elementary, it's maybe having to teach people, um, or learning elementary things to be able to move on. I mean, like there's some, some basic things and you said it was a private school. So what do you Mm -hmm. think of when you think of private school?
2: I think a private school has more resources and is, um, more aesthetically pleasing. And see, that's
0: so awesome that you said that because, you know, the old me would have said, I've learned to ask questions like a billion of them, but the (laughs) old me would have said, you know, um, elementary school just means, you know, whatever. And, private could be just uh, another person interpreting your dream could say this has to do with a private issue or a private matter right and not had asked you questions because i think your answer was very enlightening you know
2: yeah and honestly and as we're you know talking about this it's the interpretation has already become clear to me i had no idea what this dream meant before we started talking about it i and because we started this podcast i just come home From work, you know, and then we jumped on this podcast so the listeners know, but I've kind of, you know, had this dream tucked away in my pocket and just talking to you about it for me, all the pieces in my mind have started to fall into place. And I know if you're new to dream interpretation, that may not happen for you, but the more you talk about your dreams and say them out loud. um,
0: That's why you and I talk all the time.
2: Yes, because there are so many aha moments just talking, because I know you're brainstorming and my brain will lash on to, oh, I like listening to all your ideas because all of a sudden, boom, I know I know right away the car is a ministry. I know it's a spiritual family. The elementary school definitely means something new, something young. Right. And the Ground ministry, mm-hmm. yeah, the ministry has has a lot of resources, not necessarily financially, but. Like spiritually has a lot of resources, so I know that something is going on there, and um, and I just realized this. I mean, I think in the dream, the cousin we were picking up was me. Yeah, I was going to say because I just yeah. the yeah. for me because cousins was, are related to you. Yeah, yeah, because I, I realized something happened today that I didn't I didn't know about. The, so this dream was actually a foretelling dream. This dream, something happened in the dream. Because there's a ministry opportunity that was able to get reinvolved in today. And I've been kind of, I was involved in the past and I didn't even know that things had gotten started up again. And I just found out today, oh gosh, it got started up again. And um, I just didn't know. And they had had problems with communication. And I just was like, hey, can I still be a part of this? And I'm like, oh my gosh, we didn't know that you were still here that you wanted to absolutely so you're um, long for the ride <laughs> yeah yeah so it was just it was interesting i had that dream last night and then yeah. today yeah i got called in from recess you know hey come <laughs> join us
0: come to work you had, got you had been on break yeah. you had been on break from this which is recess and you were mm-hmm. called back yeah that's awesome but did you yeah. hear did you so for the listeners I know you know this but for the uh-huh. listeners I don't know if everybody caught that but she said I think my cousin is me well one of the things God showed me in dreams a long time ago is that cousins and relatives is something relative or related to you mm-hmm. it's a mm-hmm. reflection
2: of you and yeah. mo- a
0: lot of times not always there's nothing and, you know yeah. always
2: with dream interpretation and a lot but. of people in dreams are a reflection of you yes. i mean no, so many of the characters Gosh, how many times have we told people they've dreamed about their pastor or their sister or their oh mother or their goodness. father? And then they've told oh them about the goodness. dream. Yeah. And and I would have to say it's a really high percentage, maybe 90% of the time. Oh, honey, that's you. <laughs> honey, that dream was about I you. Know. That warning that you thought you needed to give your leadership pastor, was actually yeah, a warning oh, for that you. Was a horrible. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, or oh. somebody does something in the dream, and you're horrified, <laughs> and you're like, "They should never do that." And it's a warning for you not to do the thing. Or yeah, um, so I mean, many times that's biblical. That's
0: biblical. Yeah, I think it yeah, was that's... David and ne- was Nehemiah hit, or not Nehemiah. Um, who was David's prophet? Um, I just blanked. Oh my goodness, this is oh,
2: embarrassing. um, I just it's blanked. Isaiah? No, 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 no. You? <laughs> Him oh to edit gosh! This out. Anyway, anyway, no, we're leaving it. We're fallible. We do, <laughs> I know I've read it, Nathan. Nathan, 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 Nathan yeah, oh yeah, prophet. I said Nehemiah. I met Nathan. We so, got, we got but it, right? but
0: this this is biblical, and and because I asked God about this, why would they be me? And um what He showed me was uh, Nathan came to David, and Nathan, you know, gave him a scenario that was like what David did, and He says. Mm-hmm. I want you to tell me what to do with this man, you know? And David was like, harsh, I want you to judge this man, you know? And then Nathan says, this man is you, and mm-hmm. you will be judged how you judge. And and that's scripture. And a lot of times, you know, I, I shared on a previous podcast, uh, I think it's the Don Wallace Show, uh, that I did the crazy Don Wallace radio show, uh, but that I had had a dream about uh, my neighbor, and I didn't really like her at the time. <laughs> and I had a dream about her, and the Lord told me I, um, I was her, and I was like, why am I her? He says, because you're acting just like her. And I said, well, why would, why would she be my dream? And he said, because you're judged how you judge. And you're judging her for being this way, and you're just like her.
2: And so... <clears throat> Yeah, sometimes it's yeah, like a true, truth. Sometimes <laughs> that's, that's the way, yeah. Well, we have to be confronted when we're wrong, because that's the only way. That's
0: grace. That's mercy.
2: Yeah. Because yeah. then we
0: have an opportunity to change and repent and ask for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And when God forgives you, it's as though it never existed. And so it's Absolutely. really mercy. So embrace those dreams. Like, don't be afraid Absolutely. of them. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, and feedback is so helpful. Unless unless I get corrected, unless somebody tells me when I'm off, I don't have a chance to improve. And and honestly, I feel like I was terrible in my twenties about about feedback Mm -hmm. and constructive criticism. But I know it sounds so cheesy, but as I've gotten older, I crave it more. And when I don't get feedback, I I I'm like, okay, I need your feedback. I need to know. Right. What can be better? I need to know what's good. Let me lean into this a little bit more. And so I think sometimes, you know, it helps us understand how to move forward with feedback. And if you ha- want to improve, you've got to lean into feedback and understand that it's only making you better. It's not, it's not yeah. tearing you down. It's helping you, helping you get stronger. Anyway.
0: Which- well, one of the things I just love about how you worded that, though, is that you use the word feedback and not criticism. Because Mm -hmm. I think it's an oxymoron, constructive criticism. I think that's (laughs) such an oxymoron. I just, God is not, does not, is not critical. Like, he is not condemning, he does not do condemnation, and he does feedback. Mm -hmm. It's like a gracious way to say, if you want to know, I'll show you, you know, and if you want to change, you can. And it's not, uh, you know, I mean, because God has shown me before I had a critical spirit and he, you know, with my children and stuff. And he He graciously showed me that and, uh, you know, gave me an opportunity to change. But he didn't say mm-hmm. it in a harsh, mean, you know, scary way. He was just like, I love you. And if you want to know, you know, you've been asking me about this. This is the problem you know if you and and he literally told me in a dream one time he says if you ask me to take it from you i will meaning mm-hmm. a critical spirit and um that was really cool because i got down on my knees and i asked him to take it and that was my first deliverance experience
2: interesting that was really cool yeah it's a it's a hard skill to learn i think and it's something that's desperately needed in our culture today because it's really challenging for people to to receive feedback and apply it in a constructive way. I think it's one thing to just, you know, have the patience to sit down and listen to feedback, and a lot of people don't don't even have that. But it's so important for personal growth to be able to um, to take that feedback. And so many people have taken the word constructive criticism as a license to say right everything that's wrong about someone else or right. or wrong about you. And and we've all had those experiences. But you know, just try and get over them and find people in your life. that are going to give you honest feedback and other people that excel at what you're good at too. And ask them, ask them for feedback because every time, every time we interpret a dream, I, I ask for feedback, you know, I mean, I'm just like, what hits with you? What didn't hit with you? Do you feel like feel comfortable about this interpretation or not? You know, and never force a fit. Yep. No, no, and every time, you know, there's there's usually these days more successful interpretations than unsuccessful interpretations, but I so enjoy the feedback because it helps me know. Um, um, where you're hearing the Lord and where you're not, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and if they feel, feel like they've encountered the Holy Spirit in the interpretation or not, and sometimes, I mean— uh, and I think you do this also, I, I won't have a great interpretation, but that dream will roll around in my mind and I'll just kind of be praying about it, thinking about it for a couple of days. And then all of a sudden. Happens to me all the time. Yeah. I'll just get a release of the interpretation and I'll call that person back. And I said, Hey, I'm thinking about your dream a lot, you know? Yep, um, yep, yep. I've done and it gives too. me a chance. And I think a lot of that's a desire to continue to improve. Um, that yeah. kind of keeps me chip, chipping away and it. It's also, I'm sure, a natural stubbornness and tenacity, but I—I I really... <laughs> But what the Lord showed me about,
0: oh gosh, it's probably been about 14, 15 years ago, when I first got started with dream interpretation, the Lord was, um, and I was like, you know, I'm still a nobody, but I was really a nobody back then. Like, I didn't know what I didn't know. Like, I was so clueless. And Um, I was just learning and God was giving me prophetic dreams for people. Mm -hmm. And I was like, who am I to tell them this, you know? And what he showed me was I had a vision of a hand and a needle being, it was anesthetic and it was being put into the hand. And what the Lord said to me was, because hands can represent relationships and direction and, Mm -hmm. and some other things. But um, he said, uh, If you do it in love, it will be received. And he said, love is the anesthetic for truth. And Mm -hmm. they may not like what you have to say, but they will receive it if they know your intention was good and was Mm -hmm. love. And that's what you were saying is, you know, um, I think that's the difference between, uh, you know, constructive criticism and feedback. Feedback has love. Feedback, you know, is just honest, loving, caring, you know, cautiously telling you something that you wanna know and, and, and constructive criticism sometimes is just like you said, a license for somebody to just vent what they're thinking about you. You know. Mm-hmm. And um I just think that if you do it with the motive of love, you can say almost anything, you know, with I mean what God showed me was that love is the anesthetic for truth. And you can mm-hmm. just make sure your motive is is love, you know, for sharing, you know, uh feedback. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> what are you that's, laughing
0: at? Seriously. No, I just think it's good.
2: <laughs> I, yeah, I think you have to understand the context of that, you know, because anesthetic is a numbing agent. So maybe. But but I, that, I t-
0: that's what he was saying is love kind of numbs
2: them uh, in a good way to be able to receive the pain of the truth. Right. No, what I was laughing at is if you just take it and you just say the first thing without anything else. <laughs> It sounds like uh, love numbs you to everything else. Um, Uh, No, it makes it palatable. It makes it palatable. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, It works. It works. You just kind of have to explain it a little. Look, um, you've got to get with God on that. Like, he's the one that showed me (laughs) that's to tell him he's wrong. (laughs) Well, maybe it's your interpretation of what he said that's the issue. But I – so it's my frame of reference.
0: So, you know, as as we're talking about dreams and what things mean to people – anesthesia so I've had a lot of procedures done in a lot of surgeries and it's like anesthesia I'm always asking for anesthesia I'm like this is gonna hurt so bad can't you just numb it for me first <laughs> you know <laughs> and so for me my frame of reference is that he was telling me love is like you know making it easier to receive something difficult
2: right and that's interesting because that definitely is you interpret that what he said in the lens of what you're comfortable with whereas to another person right if you had used the word anesthetic, it would have had a different connotation. That's what I was laughing at. Yeah, I was just yeah. I knew what it, I knew what it meant to you because yeah. you just said it. But I was laughing because another person could just take that yeah out of context. as a license to like, do whatever
0: you want. She <laughs> said what <laughs>
2: about love? She said God said what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but dream interpretation is just kind of kooky like that, and you have to be kind of on the inside to get it. Um, yeah,
3: because you
2: have to get the context and. Yeah, that's why you have to ask questions when you're interpreting anything—a oh prophetic so word, a dream,
0: yeah. a vision, uh, a crazy happenstance. um You have to have the context. Their context drives the interpretation.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, this is very true. Questions, so. questions really help. Yeah, I well, have this, so much fun. Yeah, I did. I was going to say this podcast has been a wild well ride from start to finish. It's been fun. Um, and then I even had a dream to share. Is interesting. Uh, a dream. I had a dream this morning that was about that's something crazy. that was going to happen today, and that's super rare for me. So
0: that's awesome.
2: Fun times talking about dreams today. I'm happy to make it on the podcast. Yeah.
0: So just send me <laughs> 1995. No. Okay. <laughs> okay.
2: So what's really <laughs> funny it about that? Tab. How about that? Yeah. For- oh
0: God, I'm in debt for life. <laughs> yeah. If yeah, you're going to so. charge me for help, so. All right. Yeah, no, I true. I say that very kiddingly. For those of you who don't oh, know yeah, me, yeah. I have this pet peeve about people charging for dream interpretation. Oh. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, so and Jennifer might feel differently about this. And I used to work for ministries that did charge. And, and you know, you got to hear God for yourself. But I just feel like if, if money is involved with an actual interpretation, I'm not talking about teaching or taking a class, but for an actual interpretation, I would just caution those of you who are paying for interpretations because money messes up everything. It messes up motive. Like if I feel like I'm going to make money from something, you know, I want to give a good interpretation. I want to tell you what you want to hear. So just be careful, you know, make sure you hear from God about that stuff. So <laughs> always good
2: advice. Yeah. Always good advice. So,
0: well, Jennifer, thank you so much for joining me today. And thanks for bringing our guest on and
2: yeah, you know, you're sharing your dream.
0: Pleasure. And uh, so until we meet again, I pray you all have holy, sweet dreams and keep calm and dream on. We'll talk to you later.
1: If you'd like to ask a question, share a testimony, or have Teresa interpret your dream on an upcoming show, go to gatewaytodreams.com and leave us a voicemail using the record button we provided. Thank you for listening to this episode of Gateway to Dreams. Until next time, may God bless you above and beyond. The information shared on this podcast is a sole opinion of above and beyond and is not to be used as medical advice. If you need professional help, consult with a professional therapist or physician.